Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, ninth, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the PrepWell podcast. In today's episode, I want to continue the theme we talked about last week with respect to playing sports in college. Last week, we talked about metrics. Who needs them? How important are they? What to do if you don't have them? Metrics, meaning the measurable or God-given attributes of a particular athlete, their size and weight and handedness and 40-yard dash time, vertical jump. And that episode had a lot of positive feedback, and I received a lot of follow-up emails and questions. So I wanted to continue down this path one more week. And if you can believe it, I'm finding that parents and students are getting even more focused on sports and metrics and recruiting than ever before. The intensity around this topic has actually increased, and I have a pretty good idea why. With all of the changes in college admissions, there are simply fewer and fewer ways for students to differentiate themselves. And every week it seems to get worse. GPA is no longer a thing. It's no longer the signal that it once was, and I think we all know why that's the case. SAT and ACT scores are now either optional or not allowed to be submitted or even looked at. Big state college systems, like the UC system, what we call University of California system, they don't ask for letters of recommendation. The SAT subject tests have been eliminated, can't even take them anymore. The essay portion of the SAT has been canceled. So what else can admissions officers use to make decisions? Well, until college recruiting gets canceled, and don't think that's not on the table, being a recruited athlete still gets you front-of-the-line privileges and provides a separate admissions track, one that is typically more forgiving and transparent. So parents are looking at this and saying to themselves, justifiably, in my opinion, if I want my child to have a shot at getting into one of the more selective schools, sports might not be a useful way. It might be the only way. My child may have no chance otherwise. And sadly, you might be right. And that's why this week I wanted to share another piece of insight that might help you and your child on your path to becoming a recruited athlete. And that is the importance of your coach. I know we talk a lot about metrics and camps and showcases and skill development and highlight videos and communication, but let's not forget about your coaches. And here's why. College coaches get a lot of inbound emails and highlight videos from prospective student athletes. And many of them, frankly, look the same. And many are not that good. And coaches, after several years, get a bit tired of wading through all of the emails and watching mediocre videos. 
And yes, most of that job gets assigned to the assistant coaches, but they get burned out too. However, if the coach or the coaches get an email or a phone call or a text from a high school or a club coach advocating for a particular athlete, that piques their interest. That gets their attention, especially if the coach has a good reputation or a relationship with the college coach. That will usually get your email or your video more attention. If a high school coach thinks enough about you as an athlete and a person to reach out to specific college coaches, that's a very good sign. Usually high school coaches won't want to make a call on an athlete's behalf if they don't think the athlete is highly motivated and has the skills to play at that level. So it's a filtering device for college coaches. So what does this mean for you? Well, it means that your relationship with your high school coaches is extremely important because they may be the ones who get the recruiting ball rolling for you with some well-placed calls with college coaches. What coaches are we talking about? Normally, and it varies with different sports, as an athlete, you will have a relationship with your high school coach and your club coach for the sports where club teams are the norm. Is one coach more important than the other? I think it depends on the sport and the relationships that each coach has. But I will say this, don't fall asleep on your high school coach. I know athletes can get really tied to their club coach or their travel team coach because they're the ones who take them to the fancy tournaments and get them the dope uniforms and the custom bags. But the high school coach has a wealth of knowledge and experience and perspective as well. And even if you spend more time with your club coach, your high school coach may know you better. Oftentimes, a high school coach also teaches in your high school. So they'll know a lot about you outside of sports as well. What type of student you are? Are you a troublemaker? Do you do well academically? How do other teachers perceive you? Are you involved in student government? Are you a leader? What's your character and reputation like? This is very important information for a college coach. Yes, a club coach sees you on the court or the field or in the pool quite a bit, but their exposure to other parts of your life can be limited. When a college coach begins their due diligence on a player, their first call is often to the high school coach because they know that those coaches get a more comprehensive, a 360-degree perspective on the athlete especially when it comes to academics. The club coach might have no idea what your academics are like. A high school coach who's been at their job for a while, sometimes decades, can provide a strong comparative assessment of you as an athlete because they can compare you to past athletes. High school coaches can provide a wealth of information from a lot of different viewpoints. But don't get me wrong. A club coach is a critical person as well. The club coach sees you in a different light. They may see you play against better competition than you do in high school because you're limited to playing against teams from high schools in your particular area. The coaching dynamic might be different between a club coach and an athlete. The player dynamics on a club team might be different from those on a high school team. So the bottom line here is, as an athlete, you need to, from very early on, establish strong relationships with both of these coaches. Because the truth is, 
if a college program is serious about you, they will want to talk extensively to both coaches. Remember, college coaches have pressure to win and pressure not to recruit problem children. It's not just fun and games for them. Their livelihoods often hinge on the types of players they recruit, both on and off the court. If a player is great athletically and helps coaches win more games, that's great. But if the same athlete gets involved in a cheating scandal or a hazing incident, the coach could get fired. So college coaches must recruit for talent and character. And the due diligence doesn't stop there. College coaches want to know about the athlete's family as well, in particular their parents. The last thing a college coach needs is a parent who is calling them every week, demanding that their child gets more playing time. That's not going to fly. The college coaches don't need headaches like that. So if the high school or the club coaches can't vouch for the athlete's parents because of some incident or falling out, the college coach may move on. It's not worth it for them. So parents also need to establish good working relationships with the high school coach and the club coaches from very early on. What does this mean? Well, it means having appropriate courtside demeanor. It means allowing your child to advocate for themselves. It means being supportive and willing to help. It means not calling the coach and questioning your child's playing time. I know high school sports can get intense and there can be a lot of pressure but you can't, as a parent, let it get to you. You have to be a good role model for your child. And lastly, the athlete should communicate clearly and often with both coaches, both club and high school coaches. The athlete should make sure the coaches know what they're thinking, what colleges they're interested in and why. What's their priority order at the time? Where do they see themselves in the future? And of course, make sure the message is consistent. Don't tell the high school coach one thing and the club coach something else because that could send mixed messages to the college coach. Everyone needs to be on the same page, the coaches, the parents, and the athlete. The tighter and the more consistent the story, the better. And just to put a little added emphasis on how important these coaching relationships can be, the seniors who are graduating this year weren't able to play their sport for the last year, in most cases, because of COVID. So how did these athletes get recruited? College coaches called their high school and club coaches and asked what they thought. That's how they made their decisions. They were literally recruited based on the word of their athletes' high school and club coaches. And yes, some of the athletes also had some sophomore year video and had played in all the right tournaments before things shut down but not enough for a college coach to make a decision on. So they had to reach out to the coaches who knew them best. And the athletes who maintained strong relationships with those coaches, even during the pandemic shutdown, had a greater chance of success in the recruiting process. So what are your action items? Number one, if you haven't already, establish a strong relationship with your high school and your club coach. Number two, Make sure your parents are building strong working relationships with your high school and your club coaches. Number three, communicate often with your coaches. Ask for a one-on-one -on -one meeting with them. CC them on emails. Make sure they know how you're doing in the classroom. Ask for their opinions. 
Have them proofread your emails to coaches. Ask for their feedback on your highlight video. Number four, make sure that your coaches and parents are all on the same page in terms of what you're thinking about college and recruiting in your top schools. Make sure you have a consistent message. Number five, be the best athlete, student, leader, and high character person that you can be at all times. That will pay big dividends. And number six, make sure you thank the coaches for their efforts and their help because everyone likes to be appreciated. A few years ago, I actually thought that the intensity around sports and college recruiting was on the wane. And boy, was I wrong. With the craziness that's completely upended the traditional college admissions process, and with so few ways for students to differentiate themselves, families are doubling and tripling down on sports as their way to stand out. And I can't say I blame them. What other choice do they have? I work every day with students who aren't athletes, and it's getting more and more difficult to help them find ways to shine. Almost all of the traditional ways to do so have been neutered. So if you're an aspiring college athlete with potential to be recruited as a way to get into your college of choice, make sure you spend time building those relationships with your coaches, all of them, and encourage your parents to do the same. This message is especially important if you're a rising 7th grader, 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader, because by the time you get to be a senior in high school, college sports may actually be the very last way to differentiate yourself among the tens of thousands of other high school students applying to the same colleges. So I wish you luck. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the continued support. If you know a parent with an 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader, 11th grader in high school that might find this or other episodes helpful, please share this podcast with them. You can do that by finding that small box with the tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button. Text your friends the link to this episode. Put a little note in there from you recommending that they give it a listen. If you have questions, comments, an idea for an upcoming episode, please don't hesitate. Reach out to me by email. DM me on Instagram. Check out our blog, Facebook. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. And until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. PrepWell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to PrepWellAcademy.com and enroll your child today.